Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston shares a devotional that will speak to you no matter what your current relationship is with your teen. Let's hear what Mark has to say. The scripture that I want to share with you is a very simple scripture and a very easy one. It's Galatians 6.5, and it says, For each one will bear his own load. And my point of this is, is really saying that somewhere along the line, we've got to help teach our kids how to start bearing their own load rather than carrying it for them all the time, because then they'll never learn to carry it on on their own. And there was a, a young lady that I met um, a number of years ago. She's 23 years old. Her name was Rachel. And um, and I was impressed with the way that she presented herself and somewhat awestruck at her, at her resume. She graduated from Texas A&M, which I think is one of the most wonderful schools in the country. Um, and, and this resume detailed out so many outstanding qualities and experience that she had to offer to, to what we were doing with kids. Uh, and she had some amazing goals that were in line with our mission to families. And so I hired her. And I knew within a couple of months that I'd made a terrible mistake because it was during that period of time that I witnessed childish behavior and a gross absence of the verbal skills her resume reported she possessed. I mean, what she did possess uh, was an immaturity that was reflected in her inability to get work completed on time, follow through on projects and complete tasks that were given to her. She was awkward in social settings, childish in peer uh, relations, and had no respect for authority. And she always had an excuse for an unfinished task or justification for why she missed um, everything. And despite being in her early 20s, Rachel behaved like an immature high school girl who appeared ready for a job but was nothing like she described herself in the job interview. We were all out eating lunch one day and and Rachel just out of the blue shared that her dad had written all her college papers and had crafted for her what he thought would be a good resume to send to potential employers. And every one of us at the table now knew the reason behind the frustrations we felt as we listened to her stories of how Rachel's dad had done everything for her. She thought it was funny. I thought it was sad. I found myself getting angry, not at her, but at her dad, who, in his well-intentioned assumption of his daughter's responsibilities, created a mess for our staff and a greater mess for her. This girl wasn't any more prepared for the world in which she was to function, and instead she was living in a fantasy world because an over-responsible parent had created an irresponsible young lady who quickly lost her job. Can I say that again, Galatians 6, 5? For each one will bear his own load. And this is what's happening in the, in the adolescent years. And so let me, let me share some of this. It's, it's, you know, that adolescence is the period be, between childhood and, and adulthood. Um, and it does include the teenage years. But the period of adolescence is spanned a few years earlier and a few years later. And so some studies suggest that adolescence now ranges from age 10 to age 26. 
And it's not just the teen years anymore. And since that period of adolescence now starts sooner and lasts longer, parents' training of preteens must start earlier and, par- and parenting influence um, must remain in play just a bit longer. And so these social issues influencing kids as young as 10 and these issues linger until they turn 24. It's during adolescence that kids are supposed to learn how to become independent, how to grasp the meaning of relationships with the opposite sex, how to build friendships, how to become financially responsible, how to make good choices, how to respect those who don't deserve it, the value of a good day's work, and the concept that there are consequences for inappropriate and unacceptable behavior. And they they are to become comfortable in their own skin and develop healthy social skills that will serve them well when they leave home, go to college, start working, get married, or enter military service. And it's during this time that kids should develop certain capabilities so that they can become mature young adults and capable of acting and thinking as young adults. In this period of adolescence, a a parent's role is critical and essential to their child's development. If a parent is not involved, a teen has to learn from others how to function in the world. If, If a parent is too involved, then they end up like this young lady, Rachel, and I would submit that somewhere between being over-involved helicopter parents who hover over their child's every waking moment and the under-involved parents who allow kids to roam like a free-range chickens, there's a point of healthy involvement where the focus of your parenting is to help teenagers develop responsibility for their lives. Can I quote that scripture again? Galatians 6, 5, for each one will bear his own load. You know, in the progression of parenting, most parents strive to please a child during their first, you know, years of their life. And every time a child uh, in their early years cries or gets a boo-boo or says she needs something, parents run to make sure that that need is met and, and will do anything to make a child feel all better. And that's how it's supposed to be. And so when a child enters elementary school, parents begin to shift their you know, to protecting their child, which is a natural and healthy responsibility for parents of children who are, who are young and dependent on others. Parents have to, because if they don't, children would end up killing themselves, falling off something they shouldn't be on, drinking something they shouldn't drink, or playing with things that they're not supposed to play with. And the danger comes when parents begin to overprotect their child, thinking that if they don't, the child won't live to see middle school. So when middle school rolls around, parents begin to to make another shift. They begin providing for their child, which again can be a healthy stage of equipping a preteen to deal responsibly with money and possessions. However, some parents go beyond a healthy provision for their child into over-providing for their preteens, giving them more than they'll ever need and unwittingly feeding their natural selfishness. So in high school and beyond, This parental responsibility should shift into preparing your children for adulthood. The problem is that many parents stay stuck in this over-providing, over-protecting, and over-pleasing stages and fail to shift to a style of preparing their adolescents. And in the absence of preparing, these parents continue to provide things that are uh, never good enough for their teen who feels entitled, wants the world to revolve around them, and is never happy with what's given because there's always something better out there. In this unhealthy scenario, over-provision quickly moves to enabling. 
Well-intended parents who want to give everything to their kids often have no idea the havoc this parenting style is creating in their kids' lives because they aren't around to see what happens when their teen moves on to an independent life. And I really think the job at Heartlight that, you know, was really Rachel's um, first encounter with a world that demanded responsibility, and she just couldn't reach the bar. So if you write your child's papers in middle school, you'll write them again in high school. And if you write them in high school, I guarantee that you'll write them in college because your child, who's now 19 years old, doesn't know how to write a paper because you have been so over-responsible in providing rather than responsible in preparing. So here's a few things that parents' over-responsibility does to teens who need to be prepared for their future life. Can I read that scripture again? Galatians 6, 5. For each one will bear his own load. Okay, over-responsible parenting does this. It stifles motivation. You know, if if all behavior is goal-oriented and goals are already being met by parents who assume the responsibility to give, do, and be everything to their child, then there's no reason for behavior that is intended to meet the goals. If a dad always cleans up a child's messes, then there's no reason for a child to clean up after themselves. If a mom's always bringing food to her child, then there's no reason for a child to learn to cook and provide for themselves. If a well-meaning mom always does the laundry and homework and cooking and picks her daughter's clothes, and, uh, and, and then that young lady you know, will smell bad, flunk out of school, eat unhealthy, and not be able to dress herself one day. And if a dad always speaks for his son, then his son will never learn to speak for himself. So if a mom is always answering every question that comes before her, her tween or her teen, then there's no motivation for the daughter to search for her own answer herself. And kids will let you do that, mom and dad. Okay, here's the next thing, that over-responsible parenting, it eliminates creativity. The parable of the prodigal son is an amazing story. It's out of Luke 15. And in, in this story, a rebellious son demands that, you know, his inheritance from his father and uh, to leave home and to pursue a lifestyle of excess and, and immorality. He lives it up for a while until he runs out of money and his buddies abandon him. And alone and desperate, the, the prodigal son ends up feeding pigs to survive. And at one point, he's so hungry that, that he looks longingly at this pig slop. And when he has finally hit rock bottom, the son comes to his senses and creates a plan to go home and seek reconciliation with his father. And, 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 and you may have heard or read this story, but something that many people really miss in this parable is, is right before the son came to his senses. And it's this. Here's the six words. And no one gave him anything. Then he came to his senses. When people quit helping him, the son finally came to his senses. And it reminds me of this saying, necessity is the mother of all invention. When the prodigal son ran out of options, he had to get creative. He had to come up with a plan of how to re-engage with the father that he had offended and figure out what he had to do to make things right. Can I read that scripture again? <laughs> Galatians 6, 5. 
for each one will bear his own load. An over-responsible parent promotes irresponsibility. You know, parents are quick to accept the responsibility of making sure their teen is happy, provided for, and protected from all potential harm. And many don't realize how their over-responsibility keeps the concept of responsibility from transferring to their child. And this transfer of responsibility is so important because if a teen isn't held accountable to take control of their life when they remain overly dependent on their parents. And with acceptance of responsibility comes maturity. And as a teen matures, they become more independent. But the opposite is true as well. With the rejection of responsibility comes immaturity. And when a teen remains immature, he or she will remain dependent on others. And parents naturally want to do things for their child. But if they never help their child learn to become mature and independent, then that child will be lazy, bored, and remain in a selfish state of dependency on their parents, hardly what any parent really wants for their child. I have never, ever met any mom or dad that has said, you know, I would like for my 25-year-old son to be a clown on a couch playing video games. So the only way a child develops the character trait of responsibility is by having someone give it to him. And the basic thought that runs through a child's mind says this, if someone else is being responsible for me, then I don't have to be. So as long as my mom and dad do everything, I don't have to do anything. Okay, over-responsible parenting postpones maturity. You know, the, the, the longer a parent holds on to responsibilities that should be gradually transferred to a child to help him grow up, the longer it will take for that child to mature. And just as the byproduct of gaining responsibility is maturity, the byproduct of not gaining responsibility is irresponsibility. So when a teen is unmotivated, irresponsible, immature, and many times the parents are over-responsible, over-providing, and over-protective. And the result is that this child will fail to launch and have a greater tendency to become a boomerang kid. And we all know what that boomerang kid is. You throw it out there and it comes back to you. And I call these parents who choose to micromanage and can't quite let a child assume responsibility for their life curling parents. And, and if you watch the Winter Olympics, you'll get a glimpse of the sport of curling. I'm not, I'm not sure what the purpose of the sport is. I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, roll something down on some ice and do all this other stuff. But I watch in laughter as a team gives a polished stone a push you know, and then hovers over it being pushed down the ice, sweeping away everything out of this way, yelling encouragement to the stone to make sure it gets to the destination. So I wonder if parents who hover over their children like a curling match don't trust what they've taught their children. Teens whose parents are over-responsible end up learning life lessons the hard way at the expense of a job, just like Rachel, the young lady that came to us a marriage that fails because they find real quick that you can't be selfish. I want to ask a young man who had been married about six months and he's a dear, dear guy. And I said, Hey, tell me, tell me what you're learning from marriage. And his first comment was, I'm, I'm a, I'm a selfish man. I'm a selfish man. 
Marriage has an amazing way of showing your selfishness. So it may be that somebody loses a marriage or even they lose their own kids. And many get angry that their parents didn't prepare them for adulthood. And so the only option for many is to rebel so that a parent's role of over-involvement stops. Are you hearing me? Sometimes the only option for many teens is to rebel so that a parent's role of over-involvement stops. Look, I live with 60 high school kids on our Heartlight campus, uh, and I understand what to expect from their thinking and what to anticipate in their behavior. No doubt kids are more immature today than those uh, that were the same age 15 years ago. But maturity isn't there many times because moms and dads are more bent to be a parent rather than a parent. That's a parent, P-E-E-R-E-N-T, than a parent, which enables their teen to continue their adolescent mindset and immature behavior. So let me ask you, mom and dad, will you keep rescuing your child? You know, parents, you've got an important decision to make here. Will you keep rescuing your child from the life by assuming too much responsibility for your child's life, or will you help your child develop muscle for the tough task that lie ahead of every teen? Adolescents whose parents carefully and gradually place a mantle of age-appropriate responsibility will progressively take ownership of their values and actions, mature, develop healthy social interactions and personal relationships, and have the abilities and talents to tackle whatever they encounter in life. And when mom and dad aren't around, these adolescents can stand tall against all the uh, culture and the difficulties and hardships and make good choices and healthy decisions. But sadly, many parents are more concerned about maintaining a friendship with their kids and doing more for their kids than their parents did for them, as if doing things for your kids is a mark of a good parent. If I had a dollar for every time a kid has said to me, I wish my parents would be the parents I need them to be, not the parents that I sometimes want them to be, then I would be a rich man. So let me share this with you. (laughs) When it comes to parenting, it's not about us. It's about our kids. And our parenting should not be a display of effort to try to uh, be recognized as the parent of the year. But ours should be lives filled with actions that teach our kids how to develop discernment, moral values, and compassion for the world around them. Moms and dads, your teens don't need more friends. They need a parent. They need a close relationship with someone who's determined to teach them how to survive in a world where responsibility is an essential character trait. Can I read it again? Galatians 6, 5. For each one will bear his own load. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, 
please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.